morning. This is the Developing Leaders 1420 podcast. I'm Ryan Lamb. I'm Cole Long. Good morning, Cole. Good morning, Ryan. How are you this morning, buddy? I'm doing pretty bad gum good. Good. Pretty good. It's early yet again, as yeah. it seems to always be when we're recording. Yeah. I like getting up early. No, I mean, I enjoyed the drive over here this morning. There's, you know, nobody's on the road. You're just kind of hanging out. It's, yeah. Yeah. I, I listened uh, to a local radio station. I'm, I'm normally a podcast consumer or talk, not much talk radio anymore. I've, I've transitioned to all podcasts, but I'm normally normally a podcast consumer. This morning I had on the local, uh, I guess you'd call it early 2000s rock, maybe late yeah. 90s. Not really late 90s. Maybe early 2000s, late 90s rock. Yeah. Some pretty good jams on the way over here. Dude, I mean, we had good music. Yeah, you know, speaking of, of, of our age and stuff, do you want me to sing happy birthday to you or just tell you happy birthday? I think I'll take the happy, just happy birthday. Not the song, just you don't the statement. Want, you don't want me to sing? Just a statement. No singing. Our listeners might want me to I sing. I don't think they want to. Nobody wants me to sing, do they? Mm-mm. Okay. No, so, they don't. well, happy birthday. You're 38 years old today. Yep. Okay. Um, congratulations on, you know, such a feat. Yeah. Um, here's the other side. Are you where you wanted to be uh, and where you want to be? Are you ready to kick your feet up? And no, no. No? Okay. You're just not just ready to relax. Not feel like a failure so far. Feel like a fa- Tell me more about that. What? What? Why? Is I haven't achieved much. Really? Mm-hmm. Like what? What? What were you wanting to achieve? Uh, well, I mean, I, I, so when I was younger, I didn't, uh, I didn't understand this. Write things down and get to them when you get older. Okay. Uh, so there's kind of a new concept. So, mm-hmm. uh, of course, I mean, when I'm when I'm freshly getting married, when I'm uh, much younger, I look. Well, where are you going to be? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the desire there is to be much farther than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but lately, man, I've got a few things that I have written down that I've yet to achieve yet. Yeah, yet yeah. to achieve. I'm still working on them. Yeah, you got a path. You got a path towards them. I do. Okay, I do. They're wrote down. I have plans for each of them. So I want to give my little boy credit for this. He said this when he was four. He's five now. But um, he says uh, today is tomorrow. Like you know, whenever there's an event coming up, today is tomorrow. Because, you know, when he goes to bed, you know, we'll say, hey, we're going to go see my sister in uh, Springdale. Today uh, is tomorrow. He loves Aunt Jessie. And dude, he's been so jacked about going up there and seeing her and playing with the cousins, yada, yada, yada. And uh, you know, today is tomorrow is that in his mind. So for us, today is tomorrow. For you, today is tomorrow. Uh, there was a point in time that you weren't 38 and now that you are. Today's tomorrow. Yeah. All right. So we can't uh, control what happened in the past. We can't control the stuff that comes at us in the future, but what can we control? Right now. Right now. Our actions that we take, our attitudes right and stuff, uh, we can choose those things, right? Yep, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So are you going to do anything different now that you're 38 uh, than when you're 37? Uh, I'm just going to keep working towards it. Yeah. No, there's okay. nothing. I mean, there's nothing miraculous that changes other yeah. than me realizing that I'm uh, deteriorating at a more rapid pace today than I was uh I think you have more wrinkles today. Maybe I more, got more wrinkles. I've more got white more hair. hair. Yeah. No, that's uh, why. That's great. That's the weight white. comes off much harder yeah. than it did. The muscle builds much harder than it did. Yeah. Things hurt. Um, See, I, I can still build. That's weird about that. I noticed this last year during my training. I can still build my muscle, but the weight shedding is, you know, like. Weight it, shedding is becoming extremely hard for me. Well, it's, it's, it's not as, like, you know, you, oh, here's the formula. Because there's, by the way, there's. There's a path to everything, and that's what we're going to talk about, you know, this morning is we're going to continue to work on, you know, the path to mental toughness. But there's a path to weight loss. I mean, if you go um, to a doctor, he's going to say, hmm, diet and exercise. If you go to anybody that is, you know, intelligent, yeah. it was that. But, but did you know that we can also measure the amount of calories that we intake in our bodies, the types of calories we take in our bodies? We can measure our heart rate to see how long we can keep it sustained. I mean, there's there's a formula for everything. There's a path for everything. Yep. And that's where, you know, instead of saying, I want to lose 15 pounds in, you know, uh, a month, you can say, I want to take in this many calories in my day. You can control that on day to day. I'm going to exercise this amount today, uh, get my heart rate to this. Those are controllable numbers of effort that you can put into. There's yep. a path to it. So That's right. All right. Well, let's get back into uh, uh, again. We we are here to provide resources. We're not here to provide a program for you to follow. We're saying, hey, this is one of the programs that we were on. 
both of us went through through our we're talking about working out again we said we were on that mountain tough program um you know there you can find one there and that we'll probably put a link um, on our website to them but uh inside that it's a mental toughness one because you know again for mountains and any kind of doing anything that's hard um you have to be mentally tough so quick little review uh, you know the the Phil Cornerchek was the one that put this together, not us. But uh, it was the day one. It was just kind of like an intro. I mean, I felt like a charge, you know, to say, okay, um, all my ancestors have had it a whole lot uh, more challenging than me. You know, there's some mentally tough people out there, and they did it out of necessity. You know, now I want to say this. I think that that we, since it is so easy on us today, we got light switches running water. You know, no saber-toothed tigers chasing us and stuff like that. I think it's going to be, we have to be that much more mentally tough. Do you have an opinion on that? I don't think we do have to be that much more mentally tough because the world we live in is a culture of complacency. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, obviously there's some areas of the world in which that might not necessarily fit because of all the things. Right, Ukraine, Russia right now. Those people aren't very complacent. They're over there getting after it pretty hard. Correct. But right here in the in the world that we live, the culture that we live, no, we're not worried about that. I'm not worried about somebody coming up from the south or charging in from the north to attack my family. Uh, it's all pretty easy right now. But, yeah, you, you talk about saber-toothed tigers and our ancestors. Man, just think back about that. I don't know what the life expectancy in this country, but, you know, 200 years ago, Civil War times, maybe before, it was hard, man. Yeah, no, I mean, they had to get up. They didn't even have well, no, it, Listen, you couldn't them, even treat fever with our little old Tylenol. They're going right? to look back at us. cloth on your head, lay down the bed, and hope you made it. They're going to look back at us 200 years from now and be like, how did those guys make it as well? You know, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're going to have more advancements. It's, but it's going to come a long way. But it's just crazy to think that. That I mean, even even the smallest thing. We have, I get a headache, I'm popping a Tylenol. Tylenol, Advil. My, like my bones, my, my joints hurt. I'll give it a relief. Yeah. Doctor may tell you to do a 10-day regimen of relief to help you. You don't have that. The main thing that stuck out to me again on on day one was, you know, we all know that it takes mental toughness when everything's are hard and things are you know going through. But to maintain concentration and motivation when things are going well. And by the way, if you're listening to this uh, podcast, you're most probably, you know, you maybe you're riding down the road in a nice air conditioned, you know, uh, uh, vehicle or you know in your home, wherever things are going well for you right now compared to what mankind has seen in the past okay we're gonna you know get into more of that at the end of the podcast and kind of uh, get into what man has seen in the past and what uh, where we'll return from that yep. so purpose uh day two was purpose and you know any uh, any organization that uh drills down its purpose can you know work towards a, a goal i mean you can you can do that the same thing with us developmental toughness you got to figure out what your purpose is um you know your principles that uh, you uphold um, day four, that was day three. Day four is, you know, I remember we reviewed uh, this uh, uh, habits. We have to have these, uh, develop these good habits. Now, we can have good habits and we can have bad habits. Like, you've been clicking that pen over there. I'm about ready to slap that out of your hand. It's a bad habit. <laughs> or fingernail biting, you know, uh, you know, or whatever. So, yeah. But, no, uh, I mean, there's there's good habits that, that, that can develop us um, into being mental tough. Uh Here's one, you know, a habit, of having a habit of uh, taking a cold plunge. How's that been working for you? I finished up last night for seven days. You did it for yeah. seven days? Seven days in a row. That's awesome. I guess it was seven days ago we recorded that last podcast. Yeah, yeah. seven days. Okay. You, if it wasn't seven days, I'm off on that. I'm pretty so sure it's seven one, days. One, you're alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it didn't kill you? Didn't kill me. You mean that you were, was it comfortable? No. You, the discomfort didn't kill you? Didn't kill me. Okay. So here's the flip side. <coughs> was it pointless? Because some people would look at it and be like, oh, no, I couldn't do that. It's too hard. Other people would look at it, well, that's pointless. Oh, yeah, I've already had conversations with people that said, why, why would you do that? Uh, was it pointless? And it wasn't without bringing it back. It's just my kids talking about it. Yeah. Family, you know, uh, no, I say it was very much not pointless. I think it's actually polar opposite of that. Okay. And that Tell it, me more. Um, well, we talk about, you know, this program talks, this mental, right, we're still on this, Phil Cornercheck, mental toughness, doing hard things, what's the point of doing hard things? Right, if you just look at it in singular, getting a cold plunge and you remove everything else from it, was it pointless? I mean, maybe there's some medical benefits, but if I isolated that down and didn't do anything else to apply it to any area of my life, then maybe it would be, I don't know. But I take it and go, okay, if I can do this, and um, because my mind told me not to, right, don't, don't want to do it. Don't want to get in, and even after you're getting in, you don't want to stay there. You want to get out. 
that's just life in general, whether it's parenting or dealing with a spouse or dealing with coworkers or dealing with people at church or dealing with people to use basketball organization you're working with or, like Cole says, climbing a mountain, getting into backwoods hunting. Whatever you're doing is hard if we're doing it with as much passion as we should be doing it with. Did you find it any easier throughout the end of the week? Yeah. No, no. I was able to. So I went. So a minute was my goal. I think it was even 45 seconds. I would set my alarm for a minute and get in. So, I mean, I'm, you know, and then I get out. At the minute mark, I start getting out. But about day four or five, the last two or three days, I stayed in there until a minute and a half. And I just kind of sat in there, you know, and tried to control my breathing and try to slow down and have a little bit more thought process about what's going on instead of just, Hurry mm-hmm. up, get out. Like, oh, just yeah. make it. Like the first couple of days, just make it. Just make it, and then jump out. So, and then after that, it became more of a. All right, I've got this. It's good. It's not not that bad. It is cold, and it does suck, but it's all right. So the more reps you do, the easier it gets. It's almost like our brain and our uh, attitude, our toughness, is like a uh, a muscle. The more we do yeah. it, the more we put it into practice. If I'm sitting here doing, you know, bicep curls. You know, and I'm doing it with uh, with tens, you know, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, this is kind of gonna move up to twenties. Right. I, you know, twenties are a big, you know, it's a big jump. But then if I do them long enough, guess what? I'm ready to go to thirties. You know, whatever. I mean, it's just it's our mind yeah. is a muscle. We can put these things. There's a there is a I think path. That's the biggest thing that I've taken away from this is yes. that our mind is a manipula- manipulation is not a right training. It, it is a training, tool. It is yes. a muscle. It is a. I mean, obviously that's where our thoughts come from. It's, yep. it's where we can exercise this thing, and we can get it to a point that we want it to be. We can look down the road and go, I want to be here. And I think, you know, there's a path to do that based on applying some of these tactics that uh, Phil has rolled out in this program, for so sure. My, my morning time routine, you know, is uh, um, in the past it was, you know, take the shower. Um, at the end of the shower, do, you know, um, 30 seconds or whatever, and I got out of that for a little while. So I started back that up when you started talking about 30 that. seconds cold shower. 30 seconds cold shower. Just turn as cold as you can and take it. I can remember I was such a punk. This, but well, my my little boy was going to call. I'm give my little boy a lot of credit on this. He's like, Daddy, did you do your cold thing? Daddy, why didn't you do your cold thing? I said, I do it because it sucks, you know. Yeah. Anyways, but he asked me one day, like, Daddy, did you do your cold thing? I was like, Crap, I got to get back doing the cold thing because you know people are. I'm leading him. I'm, he's watching me. He's like, Hey. So when you did your Starting your cold plunge, I started doing my cold thing again. Yeah. So, uh, and it's and went it's from 30 seconds the other day to 45 because I thought, you know what, I'm going to continue. You know, I was 30 was starting to get a little bit too comfortable for yeah. me, so I started making myself do 45. Yeah. So I haven't decided yet if I'm going to continue, but I, I have had this takeaway that there's a lot of things that we can do in life that take very small amount of time mm-hmm. that are very impactful in life. Those, those 60 seconds that you're spending, spending in that uh, uh, trough with ice cubes in it, yep. um, I mean, it's, it's very impactful. Yeah, very much so. Very impactful. I thought it was very impactful. And by the way, that cattle trough, as it's warmed up here in Texas, it took me about 50 pounds of ice to get that uh, to get that baby cold. Holy crap. Last night, yeah. I've also been investing about eight days. I don't have a cold plunge. I'm just, you know, a short yeah. period of time. I just wanted to ice yeah. it down. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've used several hundred pounds of ice to get that thing cold over the last week. Yeah. You yeah. get you an ice machine, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, if I'm going to continue to do it, I'm already looking at a cold plunge. Oh, so there's actually Oh, a yeah, you can buy one that just stays. It's got a lid on it like a hot tub, except it's cold. Opposite. Take oh. the lid off, hop in. I yeah. like it. Yeah, they got, I don't know if I'm going to buy one. You hadn't decided that. But How much do they cost? Other expensive, four or five grand. Just oh, a yeah. quick, a quick Google research. <laughs> Hence why I bought the ice at fifty pounds. Yeah, no. yeah seven eight dollars. That's how I can buy a lot of ice for. Yeah, I haven't. Uh-huh. I don't know if this is going to be a lifestyle yet. This is just a. Or uh, here's the flip Seeing side. if I can do it. You can just move farther north. Cause dude, everybody knows down here in Texas. I mean, if you got eight months of pond up there, you can hop in. That's what I'm saying, man. Now the problem up there would be like you'd have to, you know, break the ice out. That way you have a hole. Yeah, you'd have to keep your. You'd have to keep your hole, man. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, no, it's, okay. I hadn't hadn't got that far yet. But anyway, yeah. So day five, we're gonna um, kind of talk about our, our mindset. Um, again, this is uh, the the uh, mental toughness program via Phil Cornercheck via Mountain Tough program. So, uh, so 
identify a current goal that you're working towards, you know, right? If you're not identifying where you're wanting to go, you're never going to get there. And to identify it, that means write it down, okay? Um, so write down some of the things that you can control, some of the things that, uh, and obviously what we control is our actions. I mean, that's that's basically what it is. Um, you need to have, you need to be confident that you can complete it. You know, is is it is it something that's actually attainable? You know, um, you have to be persistent. You have to never quit. You know, if it's a realistic goal for you that you've gotten written down. And this is, you know, the SMART objectives, we'll probably do a whole deal on that, on how to break down a SMART objective. We're not going to get into that today. But there is, again, everything we're talking about, there's a formula for it. It's down and you identify them, okay? Ryan, did you get anything else out of day five that was, you know, um, that you think, wanted to? I think just looking at that, kind of day five kind of went mindset. He laid that out, the set of the beliefs to shape how you make sense of the world and yourself. And then you just mentioned it, goals and goal setting. And we're going to allude to this here towards the end, but there's a book that we're going to talk about, which is by Victor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. Uh, without a why, those things are going to be really hard to achieve. I mean, I write a goal down on paper, whatever it may be, I want to lose weight. If you don't have a why behind that, it's going to be really hard. Like a, a true why that gets down to the core. Like why do you want I mean, is it just to look better in the mirror? Well, maybe so. Or is it to be in better shape that you can live longer and bite your grandkids on your knee one day. So I went to, you know, I used to be a, a gym guy before I started, you know, getting on the mountain tough hill and just doing all my workouts at home. And um, I remember, you know, you'd you see you had to have your regular gym people that were in there, you know, every morning. And then there was always be like a, you know, influx of people, you know, whether it's the first of the year or whatever, you know, people coming in there. Uh, they would come in and – uh you know, they were going to exercise, they were going to lose all this weight. And I remember asking, you know, this girl, she was in there, and she was saying, you know, uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to, uh, because I want to look like blah, blah, blah. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm going to just say, yeah. yeah, some, what's one of the people on TV that the girls. I don't really watch TV. I don't either. So, anyway, she was she was like, I want to look like her. And, you know, in a way, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, okay. Now, my why was because I wanted, you know, one, to be healthy so I could, you know, Climb yeah. mountains and kill elk, you know, right. and be there for my kids and stuff. So I'm not saying I had a better why, but my why kept me going mm -hmm. still. She was not in there I'm, very I'm not long. saying that's a wrong why. I'm just saying you have to constantly identify the why. And yeah. the why may change tomorrow from what it was today. And I approached her about it. I was like, hey, so you, you want to, you know, lose weight and so you can have, you know, look like this person, you know? I said, okay. He's like, I was trying to help her connect the dots in her mind that if she was in there, just for that, she probably wasn't going to be. Guess who didn't last very long in the gym? Yeah. Okay. Now, again, I have no idea. I'm, she so, was in there for like two weeks, and then she was gone. So yeah. I have no well, idea. She, 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 might, up she might be on TV somewhere, she whatever. I have no idea. Else, but, but I think I think it just goes back to that goal setting. If you don't have a good, strong why, and yeah. that why can change today, tomorrow, right? You can set yeah. that. You can make it, and you can go, well, now I want to do this because of this. We become aware of different things at different points in our life. Day six brings us to the idea of a team, okay? So, um, man, I mean, I'm, pretty cool. I'm very thankful and blessed. I mean, I've got a great team. I've got, uh, uh, it says, you know, like list five people that you spend the most time around with. Of course, you know, you, you know that not only Ryan and I do a podcast, we're also best friends. Uh, we worship together in the same congregation. We talk every morning on the way to work. I mean, uh, you know, we're hanging out at his house or whatever. I mean, it's just... Surround yourself with, with great people. Surround yourself with a great team. If you don't have a great team, build one, okay? Uh, if you've got a sucky team, somebody that sucks, that brings you down, guess what? You're going to suck. Uh, fire them. I mean, that's – I don't know how, to, how else to say it, but, hey, you've got to have a good team around you that is going to help – that wants you to be better, that wants you to not seek complacency. And I'm going to say this. It's really hard to find those people out there because most people want to just be complacent. Yeah. No, it's extremely hard. Yeah, no. Start looking and you'll find out how hard it is. It's, it's, mean, it's disheartening. Start looking so that you can build a better team, right? you got Correct. a friend group that's already there. You got They're a there. Group, you got a church group. you got a community group. you got a you got a subdivision you live in that's got people. Start looking around and identifying and, and looking at some of those traits and going, okay, how many of these people? You'll find that it's a pretty small number of individuals that are yeah. going to think like that. It'll be a challenge to find the five this, people. This is a quote that Phil used in this training that I 
that I enjoyed. Uh, I'd rather be a turkey among the eagles than an eagle among the turkeys. Yeah. So find four people that are way better than you. Mm-hmm. And work your butt off to achieve that. Look at them and go, that's, hey, man, they're, they're killing it. Yeah. They're killing it in church life. If that's your thing, if not, that's cool. They're killing it at work. Mm-hmm. They're killing it at the house. Mm-hmm. They're killing it coaching their kids. They're killing it being impactful in their community. What? They're great elk hunters. Whatever. Find people that share common values that make you better, not that drag you down. They do hard If your things. value system is crappy, don't go find people with crappy value systems. Yeah. Step up your game just a little bit. Look up. Go go a level. Go two levels. Go three Fly levels. a little go high. Go have a conversation. Go, hey, I like the way you live your life, dude. Man, that's inspiring to me. Have some conversations with these people. Because if they're that way, this is the things they give a crap about. Yeah. They want to share their knowledge and add that to somebody else. And be ready to take uh, uh, some, some feedback from them as well. Yeah. Uh, what they might but say I, might sting a little bit. At 100%. I mean, Cole, I'm not going to use the name, but Cole and I talked about this week. I got a guy that I'm going to reach out to because I'm still trying to build this fight. And he's much older than me, and I do not care uh, because I know he's got a lot of value to offer to me in some areas. So I'm going to reach out to him this week and say, hey, dude, i got to spend more time with you. Yep. I want you to take me under your wing show me some things. This dude's old. He's double my age. I don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I want to consider him a friend as somebody that I can seek some wise counsel from and draw on when I need to because I see the fruit in his life that is what I want to be more like. Positive influence is what you need. Negative influence is what you need to stay away from. Um, well, I think we talked about it last podcast. Get rid of bad and add good. So how do I spend more time with those people? That's one of those things. I mean, you have to write these things down and be Super more intentional. intentional. Yes, you have Hyper to be intentional. Because the day eats your time up. You will never get anywhere going forward if you're not absolutely intentional with your actions. If you start, you know, again, that's where it goes back to setting goals. I need to... You know, do this. Well, to do this, I need to spend more time with this person. How am I going to do that? Write it down. Make it happen. Uh, and it's going to take sacrifices and commitments, okay? Uh, so uh, I wrote down, this was a, what is a group that's going to force me uh, to up my game? I did. Yeah, I have to just go ahead and say it. Mine was Mountain Tough. I wrote it down there. You know, those uh, those guys, I, I love the way that they were uh, you know, always wanting you to, to push to the next level of, uh, I mean, Dude, I'm going to be 38 next month, you know. Uh, if I'm not pushing myself now, then I won't be able to push myself when I'm 48 and 58. Um, identify the people that are going to make you better. Write it down and uh, be around them. Uh, of course, there's all kinds of resources that we're going to be, be able to share. And, I mean, there's, you know, the book Atomic Habits. We haven't gotten there yet. I mean, there's just. We will. There's so many books. There's so many books. So many books. So, uh, day seven. Let's go ahead and through that. Um, day seven, the title would be, uh, uh, physiology. Yeah. Yeah. So this is definitely an area in which I'm going to have to read some books and do some more deep thought into kind of, uh, what does he have here? This is the breathing method. So yeah, the silk guy, by the way, I told you I was on a, a call with the silk guy the other day. Yeah. Again, I'm blessed to be in an opportunity to have some of these things. And, and, you know, his main, uh, my main takeaway was, uh, if you want to be 25% smarter, Every day, whenever you wake up, or whenever you you know start your day, you get up and you do 30 minutes of you know exercise, getting your heart rate at 130. That just solidifies the fact that if you want to start your day off right, start it out working out. Who doesn't want to be 25%? That was just a side note. We're we're just on a call, and I just remember taking dude. I had like a notepad. I think I've got those notes in my backpack over there. But uh, it was incredible. So um, here's the breathing method. So I'd actually uh, I'd been around it a little bit because, dude, I mean, I'm a shooter. I like to shoot. Um, whenever you figure out, like, how these guys are shooting, you know, how is a yeah. sniper taking care of his emotions to be able to yeah. – it's the breathing in method, it you is. know. So yeah, mine was always, you know, I'm breathing in to a five count, holding to a five count, you know, exhaling, you know. And going through that a couple times and, you know, getting me in the zone to where I can then – focus on you know you may run out be a shooter but it's it's about the trigger squeeze you know you're focusing yeah. you're not flinching you're not anticipating right. shot now this is with a bow or with a rifle but you know you're squeeze 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 and you have to make yourself do that and then it should be a surprise whenever the gun or bow goes off mm-hmm. uh, but that was one of the things that yeah i uh, thought it was i mean i've always 
do a lot of shooting as well, but mine has not been that box breathing method of N5, hold 5, XL5, you know, uh, it's just been more of a, so that, I, I've enjoyed that, kind of putting that into practice just a little bit to clear your mind. And that is just really easy to, to, oh, it's to practice. Simple. Yeah. Five, 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 five. Doesn't. Takes just a few seconds. Uh, you know how long it takes? 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's uh, kind of like the goal plunge. Like, oh, it, takes, it took me one minute. Yeah. So exactly one minute. Yeah, none of this stuff is, is you know. It's mm -hmm. all. I mean, it's intentional. It's kind of like we're, we're going to say we're going to we're going to press ourselves to read the book, and hopefully you do because it's not us. It's just other people's material that they put out there that we're drawing from. It doesn't take long. No. Eat an elephant one bite at a time. Yeah. You can't look at the whole thing and go, man, man, just start chipping away. And before you know it, you've read fifteen books. Yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm looking at two. It's like, all right, when am I going to start this ten minute toughness for with yeah. Jason? So when am I going to do this unbeatable yeah. mind with Mark Devine? So there's just so many. We'll books. get there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so day seven, that's more about, uh, you know, I guess getting your crap together. Uh, and you'll hear people talk about, you know, the high performers, they'll have to get, you know, I guess their mind right, if you mm -hmm. will. So that's right. There's way, There's a path to it. It's not, you don't, don't think you have to, we're not reinventing a wheel. You don't right. have to either. We're just following what other people, you know, have said, hey, this I mean, is a great principle tactic. to seek wise counsel. And that's yeah. all we're doing. We're seeking out wise counsel. He's pointed the choice of stuff, and we're really just going to. I mean, we've already went through the program, so we've analyzed it. Yeah. We went through it with Phil. We're just trying to pass it along and motivate you to go, hey, let me go check Phil Pornichek out in Mountain Tough. Yeah. There's some value for sure to be added there. So day eight. Day right. eight was adversity, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, day, I, I drew on this one here in the last week. I opened this book up a couple of times. Okay. Tell me more about that. Well, I'm going to scroll down. You may have something. Uh, I'm going to scroll down here. What is the pain teaching me? What is the pain teaching I mean, teaching? I know everybody, my mind always goes to military. I'm just like, pain is leave, just leaving the body. You know, you hear some of those things. We had a Marine Corps drill instructor as a basketball coach when I was in high school, a pretty hardcore individual. And those are the kind of things he would kind of pop off occasionally. We heard some stories about some stuff. But, no, just applying it on the practical level to the small things that you do that are painful or discomfort uh, or hard, what is it teaching you? What are you gaining from that adversity? One, that's, a, that's a question. So, you know, and we had to kind of, you know, rate like where we wanted to be better. Um, you know, hey, spiritually, you know, for me, socially, mentally, and physically. You know, if we had to kind of rate uh, like getting better, I don't know where yours was. But uh, another, you know, thing is kind of realizing, you know, I, who else is going through this? You know, so you write down some of these things, you know, and then you realize, yeah. you have to come to realize that uh, pain is temporary, okay? Or what your this adversity is temporary. There is isn't comfort end. is temporary. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Not always. I mean, I you can be in a bad situation. Yeah, and but in the training process, it's temporary. Didn't somebody say that there was like a, uh, the rat? Tell me about the rat. So so oh, crazy. Gosh. Yeah. The rat. The rat. So they took a. I'm going to be off here on this story a little bit, but I'll try to get it as close as I possibly can. So yeah. they took a, a vat of water, a tank of water. However large it was, I'm not for sure, but they put a rat in there, and they didn't do anything with him. He couldn't climb out the tank of water, and he swam for treaded water for, I don't remember. 16 minutes 16 or minutes, yeah, 16 I believe minutes, that's right. Yeah. 16 minutes, and then he started to go under. Basically, he was going to drown, so they grabbed him and pulled him out. So they did the trial again. They put him in the same vat of water, and they let the rat tread water. Did the same response, which is pull him out whenever he started drowning. But it was like I don't remember how sixty hours, I think. Sixty hours, said. ninety. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was like, like sixty hours. Time. So that rat stayed for sixteen minutes. Which they're finna get me out. They're finna get me out. They're finna get me out. They got me out. It was anticipating. Yeah. So next time he it was temporary. So yeah. that that was wh whenever I read that when I, I started thinking, I was like, God, I remember Ryan talking about that. So and so that's the when we go through adversity, when we finish it and go through it. We're that much more prepared for the next piece of adversity, and that much more, you know. Again, that's, and I mean, that's the whole reason that you train your body. You know, you're out there, uh, you know, pushing yourself, you know, to what your limits are today, so you can have even higher limits tomorrow to get better. 100%. Same thing with your mind. You know, Ryan started out with doing, a, you know, 60 second cold plunge that was about to wreck him, and then by the end of it, you know, I mean. Yeah, it's just a I mean, let's say 38 for 2018. I kind of 
2017, I kind of started the process that I suck at most everything. Yeah. I'm a useless individual. I'm looking at my life. I'm going to be old one day, and I'm going to look at myself and go, you freaking wasted every bit of that. So, fi- so five years ago to now, uh, I can do a cold plunge. That's still not a super-duper hard thing, but back compared to what it was then, it's a mountain. Because <laughs> I was weak-minded, weak-bodied, 282 pounds, useless. And I'm now, still not. I mean, it's just a cold plunge. It's a small thing, but my mind just wasn't able to comprehend that five years ago. <laughs> couldn't do it. It was that you couldn't comprehend. Like, why would anybody purposefully go through anything? Uh, he did have this this little saying, and this it was Roman Legion. Sweat and training, sweat and training, saves blood in battle. Yeah. Again, that's kind of a military thing, but dude, it is so applicable to your work life, your home life, all life. Put yourself through adversity. I think the point was put yourself through adversity willingly. That way you will be more apt to handle adversity whenever it comes at you. Because, one, we know about life. It's not fair. It's There's always going to be an obstacle in the way, which that's a book that he said to read. There's always going to be something that comes up. Um, and that was just kind of like, you know, that's why you train yourself now. That's why you do a cold plunge. That's why you go and you work out. That's what you're training yourself to to teach your body that, okay, this is temporary. Whatever comes at me, I can push through it. So uh, yep. I wrote this down. It says, I am in times of adversity. No, yeah, I'm I'm the one uh, that defines me, not the adversity. So in times of adversity, they're going to – don't let them define you. You define them. So stay in control. Stay in control. Uh Day I mean, it's kind of back to that sniper thing. How does he stay in control? He's in absolute control yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Be able to take a thousand-yard shot. Day nine, day ten. Yeah, day nine, day nine. The um, rest. Okay, here's his, this was one I enjoyed this day because uh, I went down to the lake because uh, he says, "Hey, look, basically, you know, go outside and sit. You know, for, and it's like put for ten minutes. I don't know if you've ever just like tried to sit and do nothing for ten minutes and just kind of get get lost in it." But, like, hey, write down, you know, some of the things that you. Kind of hard. Yeah, no, I mean, no, you got to put your cell phone away. You got to just go out there and then you just look. And I sit, went down to the lake, sit there, listen to the water. And he was like, you know, you write down, this is just an exercise. Write down what you're seeing. Uh, what can you do to, to rest? You know, what do you do um, physically, mentally, and socially to rest? You know, um, it's important to, to recharge. 100%. Important to recharge. Uh, that was probably one of my favorite days because you don't. Uh, sometimes it's hard just to slow down. It was. It was not as. I mean, it's it's impactful. I think that I may draw on it later, but it's uh, it's tough for me to take that time and relax and decompress. Uh, we're gonna be doing that in about a month, though. Yeah, we will be chasing turkeys. Yeah, in West Texas, chasing turkeys. Yeah. So conclusion. <laughs> that's right. It's gonna be good. Um, Around the corner. All right, day 10. Did you have anything written down for day 10? I've got quite a bit. I think it was just kind of wrapping it up. That's okay. all it was, and that's just the things that we can notice. Yeah. Uh, it was a kinda, I'm, I'm going to give a couple. We just talked about mental toughness and what it is. You have to find purpose. You have to find meaning. Yeah. You have to find your why. And without those things, everything else is just not going to fall into line. Correct. Without a why, I, can you do I mean, can you excel at any level without a why? I mean, I guess you can go through the motions. I guess I, you can just check a box and show up. And then I think it's when, when the adversity comes that that that's that's what the the why helps us get us through. It's the you know uh, motivation. Okay, is is fleeting. I mean, you can be motivated yeah, yeah. to do something. Um, discipline is what gets things done, and discipline is what whenever you know everything's stacked against you. Right. Um, you're saying, you know what, I am going to go through and, and, and complete this task because I've got it written down. It is important to me. Why is it important to me? That's what's going to make you go hard. Excuse me. 100%. Dude. I mean, everybody's yeah. going to draw something different. If you actually get on Mountain Tough and do the program, I'm sure everybody's going to draw something different yeah. that really is impactful. Hey, you may have your why figured out, your execution is just not there, and maybe you you can get up and go do some things every day, but you don't have a why. I think that's going to hit everybody a little bit different. Yeah. For sure. For me, it's the why. Realizing yeah. and tapping into if I, I develop down to my core what my why is, 
everything kind of falls in line for me. It becomes, I can see the vision, I can see the path, I can execute on that path. But when that wife starts slipping away and I let the world, the things that happen on a day-to-day basis crowd that out, it becomes more difficult. So um, there is a path to mental toughness. There is a path to physical toughness. They are, you know, oftentimes interwoven. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, again, we keep going back to the mountain tough. That's what's been working for us. I'm sure there's others. But just be careful what you're following because you want to make sure that it's a, you know, this is what's worked for us. This is the resources that we're, you know, putting out there for you. Uh, I mean, there is a path to it. It is achievable. You can do it. Uh, it's just you have to be disciplined. You have to want to do it. Now, I can't. You know, get you to want to do it. Um, Ryan can't get you to want to do it. We can try to lead by our examples, but uh, you know, and that's the the frustrating thing about about it is, you know, there's again very few people that are going to choose this path because it is the path of resistance. You know, everybody's going to choose the path of least resistance. This life that we're talking about, this you know, developing your leadership skills, developing yourself, is the path of resistance. That's what you're taking on. So. Got some more notes over there? I got one more, and I kind of like it. It's it's a mental toughness ritual, so you can't track what you don't measure. Yep. Make it happen and write it down. Yeah. It's a great thing to write it down when you do something. Oh, man. It's not about praising somebody else. This is for you. This is not for somebody else. Nobody will ever know if you got your little journal that's tucked over here and you just write down stuff that you do that is difficult so that you can look back in the real times of adversity. Things aren't going good. You can go, I did this. I did that. I did that. Did you? Hey, hold up. You're a badass. You did these things. Mm-hmm. Don't succumb to the pressure. Don't let the devil kick you in the balls. Mm-hmm. You got this, dude. Don't listen to Stand that up. guy. Show Stand th- up and make it freaking happen. Show that guy your notebook and be like, oh, by the way, this is the, you know, what yeah, I just did. Yeah, I did this. I can yeah. handle this because I've done this. Two years ago, I made this happen yeah. for 14 days in a row because I said I was going to. That's right. Or for two months in a row. Or for a year. Or whatever. I set a goal. I completed the goal. It was difficult. Can I brag? And on I did it for me. Can I brag on your wife just a little bit? Sure. Okay. Uh, how many days did she go with that sugar? Forty. <laughs> did a forty-day sugar fast. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was good for. Her. It was good for me. Oh, dude! I mean, I was just like floored. I was like, she's gonna go forty this days. This is a sugar culture. Why? Yeah. What do you? Yeah. Everything has sugar in it. The things you think, no, they're not. Have, they have sugar in it. Yeah. Everything has sugar. And her why was to basically wasn't to lose weight. It was uh-huh. just just to teach her body and teach her mind that yeah. she had control of it. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. She yeah. just did it because it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a hard thing. I, like I thought about doing it with her. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, seriously. No. Like now, after doing the cold plunge, it's like the cold plunge is way easier than doing a forty-day sugar. I mean, I yeah, only no. had, dude. I had to make it seven minutes. Out of a week, seven yeah. minutes. Yeah. How many hours in uh, 40 days? Yeah, right? 24 times 40, whatever that is. A bunch. 6960. Yeah. yeah. A lot. How many times do you think she thought about, like, you know, sugar during that time frame? Oh, a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, I even tempted her. I was like, that's the best cookie I've ever had in my oh, life. You, it's the best oh, cookie I've ever had in my life. You're a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%. Yeah. Dude, she's, she's, I told her, I said, she's, you're stud, man. I don't know. Yeah. And she brought somebody along with her and doing it, too. So, um, you know, we went a a long time without recording because I was coughing my lungs out and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, blah, 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 blah. Well, I guess my wife, she says that I gave it to her, but I didn't. She's been going through the same thing. But you know what? Um, She's been getting up and doing her work. I took basically about a month off of working out. She powered through it. It's just only recently that she's had it, you know. Finally, she's starting to cough up chunks and stuff out of it. We don't know what it was anyways. But, yeah. But I'm sitting here looking. I'm like, okay, I was a, being a puss, and she was, you yeah. know, like still you know, making it happen. Making it happen, you know. Yeah, my yeah. wife. She does the Mountain Tough program with me as well, and yeah. Oh, like you're talking about, your wife inspires you. I, I know, mm-hmm. I know, because I know you and I know her. I, I know she's one of your five uh, people that. Uh, oh, she's one of your eagles. Oh, absolutely. That's she makes I, me fly. I have it wrote down in my book in my house. I said my wife is definitely. I'm a turkey with an eagle right there. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, my wife makes me fly higher, baby. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> I look at myself, I'm like, okay, i got to step up my game. <laughs> my yeah. little boy, too, because he's like, Daddy, you do yep. your cold thing? Yeah. Daddy, today's tomorrow. <laughs> you know, all this stuff. It's just like. Today's tomorrow. I like that. Tomorrow. Oh, uh, when? Okay. Uh, the other morning I got up and was working out, and he comes in there, and, uh, you know, he's all, you know, excited and stuff, and. Uh, he's like, Dad, I want to eat healthy like you. So we had a banana, 
and we had uh, uh, eggs. We I'm teaching him how to cook eggs, so we did yeah. five. He needs to be able to cook his own breakfast, you know. He needs to be able to cook me breakfast. That's too. a pretty good breakfast to start the day with. I some know, eggs. but he said I want to do these things, so I'm sitting here thinking, okay, by being intentional with my actions, by making sure that you know I don't just take the easy route and you know pour a bowl because that's what he's been eating, you know, just crap cereal. That's yeah. just crap. That's what everybody easy. else eats. Yeah. So, anyway, just a small win there. Probably there's a whole section at your grocery store that is pretty much cereal. Yeah, I know. Entire, entire row. If you're sitting there eating your Lucky Charms right now or whatever, put them down. Just I did. I, I'm, I, this was a take takeaway. I'll, I'll give it to not me. A uh, guy said, I think it's a good start to get if you don't know how to, whatever, you don't know what to eat. I don't know. Joe Rogan said it or maybe somebody on his podcast said it. But, hey, if you go into Walmart. Don't go into the rows in the middle. Stay on the outside, and you're going to have some pretty good food you have there to choose from. Now, yeah, obviously, not every stuff. single one of them, but you've got fresh yeah. meat. You've got chicken. You've got pork. You've got bacon sausage. Yeah. You've got eggs. Yeah. You've got some milk. You've got some yogurt. Pretty good stuff to get a start with. Right oh, there. Perishable right. items that don't have a bunch of stuff that you can't pronounce on them. And did another plug for the Mountain Tough. They have a Mountain Tough Nutrition thing. If you want to have a breakdown of how to count your uh, calories and how to do all that stuff, that's in the program as well. Again, can't stress enough, you got to find somebody that uh, knows what they're talking about to follow their instructions. These are just people that we've done. It's helped me yeah, identify no, what's not, good. We haven't figured, I mean, I, I guess we figured out the people to listen to. Yeah, that's it. Nothing, uh, there's nothing that I've come no, up I'm, with. No, I'm not reading it. Well, it's just reading these guys, <laughs> listening to these guys, finding people that do things. And I got the cold plunge idea from Joe Rogan. Yeah. That was, I mean, yeah. it's impactful for him. Why can't it be impactful for me? And there's a lot of other stuff out there. Find some stuff that works for you. Research some information. Stick to it. Be disciplined. Quit watching Netflix. And measure it. Is it working? Quit watching Netflix and work on something productive. Yeah. And track and measure it. Right, flipping through a book right there. Um, so one of the, the things that we said we were going to do is kind of we're going to read books and kind of go over them a little bit. Uh, so we're only 40 minutes into this one right here. This podcast. Okay. So we've got a little time left over. And on day two, we talked about Victor Frankel. I said Frankel last time. Cole corrected me on that pronunciation, said it was Frankel. Whatever. Well, we're in East Texas right here, and it's uh, one of those spring thunderstorms. Yeah. And we can hear uh, quite a bit of uh, activity outside. Yeah. So, naders and stuff. So. Yeah. It was supposed to be really bad here last night, yeah. thankfully. Kind of, I don't know if it blew over, separated and went around. Justin did say he built this thing himself, so we'll see. That could go either way. Yeah, we're, um, yeah. We're going to really we'll test this durability. It could go south now. quick. By the way, it looks the part. I see an eye beam up here. In case south. you forgot, we're recording in East Texas in the Piney Woods, and we're, in court, uh, we're recording in a shop. So I'm looking at a disassembled three-wheeler. Uh, it's just in here. Dirt bike, Honda Dirt. 400 over in the corner. There's no way in the world he's going to get that thing back together. If he gets it back together, it'd be good. I think it's going to take him a while, though. Let's see some. I think it's it was running when he got it, and then he just went in and tore it on down. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck to that. All kinds of people in the world, right? And yeah. that's that's awesome. I think he's gonna he's gonna trick it out and do some things to it. Mm -hmm. But it was running when he got it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we've got our so book. <clears throat> the the We're first start kind of hitting some points on that. So yeah. the, who's Victor Frankel? <coughs> and and why why would he write a book that we would want to read? Victor Frankl was a Jewish man, okay, that was caught up in the Nazi Nazi aggression. I don't know, yeah, yeah, 1930s, maybe early 40s, yeah, uh, and uh, put into a concentration camp. I say concentration, it wasn't one specific. He kind of moved around mm -hmm. a lot, but he was a doctor before going in psychology. Yeah, doctor of the mind. Somebody yep, he yep. was a mind doctor. Yep. He studied the human mind and wanted to know why it did what it did and why it responded uh, the way that it did to yep. those things that we were just talking about, adversity. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of, he, he writes the book, and I'm I'm just going to give a quick little, I'm, I'm going to read a couple sentences here to start this book. So there are a lot of books out there on what the Jewish people had to go through as far as day-to-day -day horrific things that happened. And he tells us here, this book does not, first sentence, this book does not claim to be an account of the facts or the events, but of personal experiences and experiences which millions of Christians have suffered time and time again. 
the story of inside the concentration camp told by one of its survivors. So this is one guy who is a doctor, who is a doctor of the mind, that is analyzing his fellow prisoners and himself on their responses to the adversity that they go through inside this concentration camp and how they deal with it, process it, overcome it, or succumb to it. Yeah. And that's that's what I kind of got from a nutshell is that he's, he's looking, he's watching, he's watching the guards, he's watching the leaders of the Jewish prisoners, he's watching the, just the regular guy, mm-hmm. he's watching how they consume cigarettes mm-hmm. and what that means. I mean, all yeah. the little things that you can, and he almost is, he, he develops a, a type of therapy out of this that, that just kind of draws on how a person acts and what you can predict based on those actions. Mm-hmm. What do you got? I mean, I'm going to jump to some stuff that I have highlighted that are, that are big points for me. Man, for me, it was, uh, I love the book. You know, I love the, the, the way he, um, you know, brought you to where he was at, but also the way he was able to, to stop and pause and reflect during those times. Uh, man, I'm thankful that he made it through. I'm thankful that he survived, and I think he did, that his purpose kept him alive. The oh, purpose yeah. was, so here we are in 2023, we could be sitting here talking about, okay, these are the things that it takes to push through adversity. I mean, I really do think that Victor Frankl made it at, uh, there for a reason. And I think that that reason is what kept him alive. And he that's what the whole book is about. Uh, in my, you know, if, if someone doesn't have that purpose, if someone doesn't have that uh, will uh, to live, if someone doesn't feel like they have a reason for being on this side of the grass, there's no reason for you to be on this side of the grass. Does that make sense? It does. I'm going to jump to page 109. Go for it. Victor Frankl here. Everything has a has own, everyone has his own specific vocation or mission in life to carry out a concrete assignment assignment which demands fulfillment. Yep. Demands fulfillment. So this is the most profound statement in the book. I, I listened to this on audiobook, so I had to buy the book also so that I could then find <laughs> the statement and to underline it. Here it is. Ultimately, man should not ask what the meaning of his life is. That's the name of the book. I don't, you know... I, I heard him say it in audio, and I, I would rewind it and listen to it. Okay, what's he? Right, it's maybe simple for you, but for me, it was that's that's what we're talking about. What's the meaning of life? Well, I'm I'm asking that question to myself, but that's not really what he's getting at here. Ultimately, man should not ask what the meaning of his life is, but rather he must recognize that it is he who is being asked. Hmm. If you feel as though you were created by a higher power, that higher power is asking you, what are you going to do with the plan that I've given you? Are you going to sit on your butt, or are you going to step up to the plate? It's there, but without intentionality, it will not happen. Without a why, it won't happen. You have to know why you're going through what you're yeah, going for sure. through. I think that Victor Frankl knew that his why was. And again, my favorite quote is, and he's actually. You said it was. You say it was Nietzsche that he was quoting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, read that one read for it? us. Yeah, read it for us. I love that one. That's that was probably one of the ones that whenever so I read. So I believe it's Frederick Nietzsche. Yeah. Uh, this is Nietzsche's words here. He who has a why to live for can bear with almost any how. If you have a why, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Tap into that why. Tap into that why because adversity is coming. Uh, for Victor Frankl, it was in the form of seeing uh, all of his family uh, removed from his um, presence. Yeah. Stuck in a concentration it was a con- camp. It was Nazi concentration camps. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the death rate was. Uh, his, I think he only Almost had, he all? had a sister that, that lived. You know, his wife was killed. And I think that's that was it. But he was he said he had a one. Was it a one in 28 chance or something like that? I don't remember what oh, he it's said. It's a one in 20 chance of surviving. Uh, you know, because you got things. The longer he, he could remain useful, yeah. so the longer he could keep his mind engaged, the longer yeah. he would stay alive. When you became useless, yeah. you, you could no longer work. Yeah, which is what the Nazis saw that as you couldn't work, yeah. you're done. And by the way, the Nazis uh, they said, "Hey, we, you know, we're going to enslave the Jewish people to," because uh, you got to think there's a war going on. This is called World War Two, okay? Yeah. And so, I mean, they're, you know, they're doing. I think the women were doing the a lot of the uh, factory work. I mean, again, I, it making you know yeah. bombs and stuff like that or whatever. And the men yeah. were doing infrastructure work. I think right. you mentioned several times. Digging in the book. ditches, building bridges. Yeah, railroad stuff. You know, all the, infrastructure. All kind of work. Yeah. Manual labor, just day in and day out. Uh, little, they did, had very little. 
you know, little to no nutrition whatsoever. So that was another thing about him is because, you know, him going into it, he knows, him being a doctor, he knows what the body is, you know, should have been capable of doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things that he realized real quick is, you know, sleep is not necessary like what we thought it was. Yeah, that was a surprise. That was an ah moment for me. Like, yeah. you tell yourself you need eight. Yeah. And he said it early on in the book. He said, I thought man needed, I don't, I, I'd have to find yeah. that, but I thought man needed this, but I soon realized that you yeah. can go days upon days without it. Yeah, I thought that I needed my house slippers and, uh, you know, yeah. my pill, certain pillow and all this. He said, I did, you know, till you're lying uh, on a, basically a bunk with, you know, multiple different men and you're all under one blanket in a concentration camp getting zero nutrition. You know, I mean, just the, just the, the physical limit. So he got to see the physical limits get there. So you're saying the mind can push past what we thought the body was capable of? 100%. And that's so why I'm reading. Okay. I'm going to go back to this. Spoiler alert. I'm Another little book I'm reading, um, uh, The Perfect Mile right now. I'm just finishing it up here in just a little bit. So, again, there was a barrier. This was just another book. We'll go over that another time maybe. But uh, we ha- when we have a mental barrier in our mind that Man, says we can't, can't do something. Okay. One more thing on this, the, on the mind. I've got though. several more, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'll probably get some more, too. It's a great book. You better read it, all I'm going to say. Uh, it, this is important. Um, so to me, you know, when he goes and talks about his friend, you know, his friend, you know, he had this, this, this dream, this prophecy that, hey, we're going to get, you know, oh, yeah, you know what I'm talking oh about. Oh, yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking about. We're going to get liberated at this day. By Christmas, I think it was. I, I think it maybe. I think it was by. Right. Well, no, that was when he the death rate, the death rate soared because uh, after okay. Christmas. But it was, you know, whatever this date was, his his uh, compadre said, uh, hey, you know. We're going to get liberated by X date. Yeah, we're going to get liberated by X date. So as the time frame came and he realized that his friend kind of started getting you know, sick. And then at that point in time, like when the date passed, he got like really sick and died. And he says, you know, 100%, he said that the reason that he died was because in his mind, this, you know, this date that he said, it said it in his mind that he was, it it, it didn't come, it never came. And, you know, his immunities were down, which allowed him to be, you know, more, anyways, it's an incredible thing of how powerful the mind is. You can will yourself to die. Yep. You can will yourself to die, or you Mm -hmm. can will yourself to live. Be an overcomer. Yeah, and. You know, it was uh, after Christmas, the death rate soared, yada, 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 uh, right. because pe- in people's mind, they said, hey, this date's coming around. We're going to be liberated by Christmas. Yep. And they said that there was nothing, you know, again, this guy's, you know, he's not just guessing at it. He's, he's a psychologist. You know, right, he's, he's analyzing. He's, he's analyzing. He's analyzing. He's compiling. And he's, an, he's in there with some uh, some more doctors and stuff. So, he I mean, they're, they're, they're talking about it. They're like, hey, you know, that. These this is their field of study. They're having conversations yeah. about it because it's interesting to them. Yeah. They are. Yeah. They have to have conversations about something to keep the mind going. Yeah. They can't just give up. I got to circle back here. Go for it. Nietzsche, he who has a why to live can bear almost anyhow. Yeah. We just talked about that five minutes. Pretty profound. Drop down a couple of sentences here. If you happen to grab the book, this is page 76. Woe to him who saw no more sense in his life, no aim, no purpose, and therefore no point in carrying on, for he was soon lost. Woe to him. Okay. Who saw no purpose in life, for he will soon be lost. So, side note, you know, uh, we've, we've, we've confessed both uh, Ryan and I are Jesus guys. Um, and one of the things that um, that we do is we, you know, try to help minister to people, you know, help them, uh, you know, find um, um, peace, find Jesus. That's where we found peace. But one of the things that you know, during the studies was uh, the addicts that they, they have. No, if you're an addict, you struggle with the sense of, purpose okay and that was just these are facts yep. uh, and so what this book has helped us to be able to do is change our conversation to okay we understand that we love this person yeah they're in this you know in this addiction um how do we help them how do we lead them to being out of this addiction so this is not anything that we found the answer to but this that we've been able to ask the question how do we help how do we lead other people to find their purpose so they can you know rid themselves of this addiction you know, whether it be drugs, alcohol, you know, pornography, whatever it is, whatever it is that's destroying 
their life. And we all know, man. I mean, hey, I'm going to be real with you. I've got people that I know and love. They're in addiction. Mm-hmm. You've got people that you know and you love yeah. in addiction. If we're going to sure. try to be developing our leadership skills, one of the things that we need to do is how can we develop our leadership skills in a way that we can lead them to a better life? One of them is trying to help them find their purpose. I don't have an answer for that now. I don't know how, what that is. Um, but I know it's, I mean, my whole reasoning for wanting to develop my leadership skills is to help people. And if we can help people to realize their purpose, we they have a greater chance of coming out of those addictions. So that was just a little side note for you there. Yeah, I, I don't think that he ever addresses that in the book that I can recall where he tries to give somebody else their meaning. That he's Correct. always trying to identify and looking at others and watching them identify their own purpose. But I, we can't. Yeah. We can't give somebody else. We can't. We can't. We might can say, hey, you like this, you like this. Hey, maybe let them open their eyes. But ultimately, they're going to have to have a moment of clarity in which they go, I have a why to live. I have a why to serve. I have, I have a, a why to love my life. Right. Wife, my kids, my whatever. And the purpose is not to draw my, destroy myself yeah, through drugs and alcohol. Sure. Yeah. Hey, if you're out there and you're you're struggling with, uh, you've got somebody that you you know and love, or maybe you're struggling with it as well. We feel you, okay? It's a real deal. Yeah, for sure. This kind of speaks to it for the meaning. Of, this is uh, page 108. For the meaning of life differs from man to man, from day to day, and from hour to hour. What matters, therefore, is not the meaning of life in general, but rather the specific meaning of a purpose of a person's life at a given moment. Find meaning, and that meaning may change tomorrow. Today is tomorrow. Today is tomorrow. So if we can execute and take care of today, right, find meaning and a purpose for today, and it'll get you through today, and then tomorrow, if you need to re-identify that, yeah. re-identify it. I think it's going to be different for all of us, but for Victor Frankel, he came away with some profound thoughts there, and I think <laughs> it's the title of the book. Well, I mean, I don't know. Man's search for meaning may- without it. Maybe I'm, nah, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm wrong on this. I don't know of any other... Um, I guess, writing, study, document that we have that, you know, um, a trained um, clinical psychologist was able to go through and endure and study people in this in way. The conditions in, the, in the conditions that are, I mean, you know, we're not going to go into all the conditions. You can read about it, whatever. Uh, I mean, it's there's, I don't know of any other study that we have that can tell you one more what is, you know, what gets you through the most adversive conditions and then, you know, get you through it with, I mean, grace. Because one of the things is, I mean, you, you have a choice when you're in there. You can choose um, to. And it is an extremely controlled environment, and you still have a choice. You still have a choice. You're, that one choice is you can choose how you're going to react to it. You know, um, I, I love that there, he found out there's basically two choices you could either be you know um, a great individual or you could be a not great individual and and the the difference between the two was the choices that they make you know not necessarily that they're you know made up their chemical makeup made them you know be like that it was just that that choice there was you could see some good uh you could either be saints or swines i think that's one of these you know you could be a saint or you can be a swine right and that was kind of because i mean if you've all you have is the ability to hold your head up uh, as you're being forced into a gas chamber um, to be able to where you're, you were, I mean, and you have no choice. Knew that they knew what yeah. was coming. It talks yeah. about it in the book on their way to Auschwitz. Yeah. They saw the sign yeah. that said Auschwitz, and they, and they knew. Here's one of the things that. They knew what was coming for them, and some still chose to handle it with meaning. He got to see all of his uh, comrades, uh, you know, around him. And they could predict when they were they were going to, you know, to die. I mean, they could have run into electric fence and killed themselves. They could have laid do down and just died of sickness or whatever. But he said there was always signs. So you could predict within about 24 hours that, if that person was going to live or not. One of the ways that we saw that was whenever that person chose comfort, when that person would, you know, take out and smoke their last cigarette. He made that notation in there. You could tell. Yeah. When that guy would be holding on to that cigarette because he held on to it mentally for the end, right? Yeah. Either to be freed or before he's going to death. Yeah. Whether he's going to go to the gas chamber or where the, where the allies came in and liberated him, he's got his last cigarette. He's holding on to it because yeah. he wants to celebrate. 
he gave up. They, that's one guy they, where he referred to laid on the bed, smoked a cigarette, and died. Yeah, he was smoking a cigarette, cigarette and, died. and then he just died. Because at that point in time, he had given up. Yep. He didn't have any purpose. He didn't have yep. any meaning. He didn't have a why that was strong enough to keep him on this side of the grass. You know, but it was just funny. Like you know, he he was able to sit there and see those people make those choices. So the choices that you make on a day-to-day basis is going. <laughs> it matters. If you choose to find a purpose, if you choose to figure out what your why is, um, you can come overcome anyhow. Hundred percent. That's a hard concept. Yeah. I mean, it is to be able to think about any how. Find purpose means you can overcome any how. Yeah. Uh, another side note. This is because we're in Texarkana. Um, there was another. Uh, was it, it's called logotherapy. Logotherapy. Yeah, logotherapy. It was a guy. Um, last name Long. Was it? Uh, is it Jerry Long? Is I believe it's Jerry Long. Yeah, I think it's Jerry Long. Anyways, he was supposed to be a Texarkana native here, so I thought that was kind of neat. He uh, ended up um, having a diving accident. He's it's all in the book, but had a diving accident, broke his neck, um, and ended up going. You know, he was. Was what they call it? It's called a paraplegic, I guess. I believe so. Yeah. I don't, yeah, he wasn't a quadriplegic. I think he was a paraplegic. Yeah. Lost use of his leg. Lost use, anyways. Right. Uh, and still was able to, you know, go to college. You know, become a doctor and. Still you did know. some pretty cool things. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, and it's just like, hey, you know, that 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 accident doesn't define me. I define me. You know, whenever you look at the face of adversity. He ended up getting the Victor Frankel Award anyways. I think he did some stuff. But anyways, that's a good old TXK boy, Texarkana here. Right. So, Texarkana, Texas, USA. We need to see if we can find anybody, any of their relatives. I, yeah, I think I'm going to do a little research onto that. Wouldn't it be cool? Mr. Long, it would be kind of cool. Yeah, just to see. Since he's written in this book, and I'm sure he's got, because yeah. I'm sure he got the opportunity to talk to Mr. Frankel. Oh, yeah, no, Frankel I mean, I, I, did, well. I watched some videos and stuff. I guess they would do, you know, things and stuff together. I mean, they were, you know, like he was, I guess... Really? Yeah, yeah. No, you get on. You need to get. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, you need to check that out. It was kind of cool, uh, but it was kind of <coughs> kind of cool, I guess. And he wrote him a note, anyways. They ended up getting together. Got the you know Victor Frankel Award. They uh, he was <laughs> Frankel was still alive whenever Long was alive. So yeah. Anyways, how many minutes have we gone? We're at one hour. Okay. Roughly. Anything else that you want to throw in there? I mean, I don't want to you know skim over it. But I don't want to skim over, but that's the general purpose. If that is inspiring, you grab the book, 11, 12 bucks on Amazon. We're going to put it on the yep. website for you to check it out just so you'll know. You don't have to look for it. It'll be right there. I listened to it on Audible twice. I think it I takes see. about four hours to get through the book. Is that right? On Audible? Yeah, four hours, 40 minutes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so that's what it said whenever it popped up on the radio. If you any kind of commute whatsoever, you knocked know. out in a few days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then you're going to want to listen to it again. Yeah, I listened to it twice, then grabbed the book so that I could tangibly put my hands on these passages and underline them because I'm a, I'm an underliner. I like to grab yeah. it, underline it, so that in 20 years when I need to look back at something, I can go, that's what you were thinking 20 years ago. Works for me. Yeah. So different. resources that we talked about, um, Mountain Tough. Mountain, Mountain Tough. Mountain Tough led us to field corner check, uh, Stonewater, um, Training LLC. Yep. Uh, Stonewater Training LLC and Phil Hornchuk led us to Victor Frankel, Frankel and several other books that we're going to get into. Yeah, there's so many books. There's a, that's that's what, and we still haven't found like the perfect way to consume all these books. Uh, yeah. uh, we're gonna. That's a, a, a study that we're going through to figure out how can we consume all these books that we want to consume. You know, uh, again, mine's going to be during my commute and being read to me because yeah, same here. That's the most I can't. Efficient. I just don't have the time. Three boys, wife, to yep. do things. Not a lot of time in the day. Okay. Anything else? No, I mean, I think. Hey, if, you, if you're enjoying, if you're out there and you're enjoying, I know some of you have been watching. Hey, rate it on Spotify. Rate it on Amazon. Give us some feedback on it. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you think it's five stars, give it five stars. If you don't, hey, whatever. Do whatever you think's right. Hey, send us an email. Okay. Ryan, what's your email address? Developingleaders1420 at gmail.com. Okay. Send us an email if you got anything that you want us to cover, uh, anything that you want to, to hear. Again, if it's like negative feedback, we don't have time for that, but that's yeah, cool. It'll be a quick delete. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. okay. We'll know your voice won't be heard, but that's where cool. your heart's at, and if yeah. your heart's going to be a prick, we'll just delete it. 
Yeah, we're uh, we're trying to develop ourselves, and one of the things is is you're you should be real careful you're taking feedback from, and uh, yeah, turkey with the eagles. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we're not saying we're eagles. We're just saying we're developing. No, I don't want to. I don't want to surround myself with others that are not. Yeah. No. Yeah. Ne- negativity, man. So I'm definitely. I, I definitely would categorize myself as a turkey. I got to find eagles. Yeah. Well, hey, our uh, host with the most just showed us up with some fresh cup of coffee. I think both of us are going to be on the road today. I'm going to go see my sister in Springdale. You're going to go see your girl, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm going up there too. We're going to go up there in just a little Both bit. Both these so. guys are headed north. I'm staying yeah. in Texas, Canada to chase storms all day. Yeah. Y'all have a good week. Right, thank you.